0: Doth thou want to take a gander underneath my frock? Anyway!
1: Welcome to Up Next, the only show that's actually one podcast sitting on another podcast's shoulders in a trench coat. I'm one of your hosts, Steven, and I'm joined as always by
0: Andy Baldwin. He's he's sitting, he's the podcast on top of my shoulders.
1: So, how is it going? We're going to do the charade Chant. every episode. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, we we actually the the perfect charade is that we are not friends and we do not converse between recordings. <laughs> um Truthfully. Cuz we want to maintain that air of spontaneity. Like, how are you? I truly
1: have no idea how you've been. No, I mean, (laughs) honestly, like, part of, (laughs) I felt like the only way to maintain this friendship, like, in all reality, was just to start a damn podcast, to have an excuse to talk to you every couple weeks.
0: Yeah. Um, But in in reality, uh, I'm great. I'm excited. I'm going to go, I'm going to be up in Wisconsin. Oh, Uh, yeah. Going to
1: drink on a boat. That is. an ideal Wisconsin activity. Yeah. Um uh, Yep. How about you? Um you know, I'm fine. We're back to our nighttime recording schedule. This feels more natural. I'm in my zone. Got my PBR in my uh the can koozie that my my son made for me. So all is all is right with the world. Yeah, sometimes I'm like I make fun of people with
0: kids, rightfully so. But I'm like our lives are both equally lame, but I have no excuse. There's not, like, taking care of a literal <laughs> tiny person. Like, oh, I'd totally go out and hang out with you guys, but uh, I got the fucking kid. It's just, oh, I'd totally hang out with you guys, but I'm just really fucking tired. And I just don't <laughs> want to. Um, I know, I am now hitting that point. where <clears throat> I'm like, I just don't want
1: to. <laughs> well, anyway, Andy, we are not gathered here this evening to talk about having children or being antisocial or anything like that, we are here to talk about a record um, called Skeleton Coast from the band The Lawrence Arms.
0: Whenever I think of our friendship, I think The Lawrence Arms, even though that's not like our first musical bonding experience, I think it is a staple of us. Because yeah, we've been to the last several
1: war on Christmases together, uh, yeah. I was thinking my last live music event before COVID was, I think, the 2019 War on Christmas. Yeah, me too. Um, and my next, no, no the second to last. All right. I think my next live music event will be um a Brendan Kelly of the Lawrence Arms a solo show in Milwaukee in like less than two weeks' time. So I'm very excited for that. I
0: honestly I don't know what's going on in the next month, but Riot Fest is the next thing
1: I can think of. Live and who will be there? The Lawrence Arms in their hometown, Chicago, Illinois. Um, yeah, I would say when I think of did you say when you think of our friendship, you think of the Lawrence Arms? Yeah, I would say the opposite. When I think of the Lawrence Arms, I think about you because you introduced me to this band and now they're one of my absolute favorites.
0: This is also the epitome of how our musical friendship is. Because I turned you on to the Lawrence Arms, but you're the person that's like dude, do you know I'm like, the like super do you know this e- this one song off this EP, this split EP <laughs> that they recorded in
1: a basement dungeon in the Netherlands? Yeah, they're only like twenty copies on cassette. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kinda I, I stole the fandom from you, but whatever. Anyway, so a little bit about the band, the Lawrence Arms. I guess Andy, I'll just let you take it since, once again, you're the per- you're the expert. You introduced me to the band, so go.
0: Oh no, this is this is a you episode.
1: Oh shit, yes. Um, so Lawrence Arms punk band from Chicago formed in 1999. So only 90s kids will understand. They are and have always been, and hopefully will always be. Neil Hennessy on drums, Brendan Kelly on bass and vocals, and Chris McGoughin Mc- Mcoff- McCowan. Mc- Mc- <laughs> mcclagan mccuffin on guitar and i've honestly never known how to say his last name but anyway he plays guitar and sings also um i think it's pretty cool just gotta say a band being together for what twenty one, twenty two 22 years same lineup same lineup pretty yeah impressive.
0: whenever i see <laughs> this is also just whenever i see someone that's just like punk wearing a vest and wearing a bandana I'm always like, oh, I wonder if they listen to the Lawrence Arms and just really like Brandon Kelly. And (laughs) it's not like he's the only person that did that look or originated it, but I do conflate them like that. That is. Yeah, that's his look, man.
1: I think for anyone for the uninitiated, I think if you listen to this album and then you like look at a picture of the band, I think it'll be abundantly clear who's who.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. What a what a group of cats.
1: Yeah. So I think my understanding is that Brendan Kelly and I'm just going to say first names. Because I can't say Chris's last name. Uh, I think Brendan and Chris are like childhood friends that grew up together and, and played in some other bands when they were younger before forming the Lawrence Arms uh, with Neil, which that's pretty damn cool. Don't you think like forming a band with your childhood BFF? Um, not like they're like the biggest, most famous band in the world, but I almost think they're like the right level of fame. I think like th- they're, they
0: are the ideal level of fame, like the people yeah. that I I would just I would like Brandon I like Brandon I would be like that's you Chris and Neil I would stare at for a moment if I saw them in a crowd and then say I think that's who you are <laughs> and then once I they walk past to be like ah oh, shit that was that was totally them
1: so what does this band do they play punk rock. They put out records. They've put out seven of them, which I think is not nearly enough over the many years they've been a band. There have been long gaps between their last couple. Um, But Skeleton Coast was their most recent release, which came out in July of 2020, um, which is in part why I picked this record because I wanted to coincide with the one year anniversary of the release. uh, But I'm bad at planning things, so this episode won't come out until August.
0: <laughs> close enough whatever it's 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 on par with the band <laughs> a loose year like, anniversary yeah, yeah yeah and you had listened to this before oh yes many times i yeah again I was... i'm just i love these guys but i'm just a bad fan <laughs> to everything in my life that i like <laughs> i'm just like ooh that came out i should check it out
1: and then a year went by <laughs> I was just so starved for anything from them, because, I mean, it was 2020, which, you know, was a a year for people, and their previous record hadn't come out since 2014, um, so I was very hyped when I heard this was coming out, and then when it did come out, yeah, I gave it many spins. Literally, I bought it on vinyl, because, you know, I'm obnoxious. Terribly. Oh, speaking of that, I didn't show you, I, Let me let me show you my shirt.
0: <laughs> you can't see it. But I will describe it to you. It says the Lawrence Arms, and then it says Skeleton Coast on the back. It's like a lovely postcard. It's actually a pretty cool shirt. I was so close to a... Because, you know, I got an email from the Lawrence Arms shop, you know, like their mass list. Being like, yo, you should get some of these limited uh, summer things. And I'm like, oh, dude a Lawrence Arms frisbee I don't even <laughs> frisbee that much but I got really stoked or they they were selling women's Lawrence Arms booty shorts and I'm like you know the 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 discourse on short length is that you need a really small inseam. so I was like oh, I guess I should buy some of these shorts and I would have a very small inseam I didn't know there was shorts
1: discourse to be had
0: oh yeah you know that's uh, what the youth are arguing about Anything longer than a 5-inch inseam is apparently a pair of pants. I have thoughts on that, but let's not let's not get into it. I don't wear anything
1: unless it touches the ankles. <laughs> Thanks, Papa Steve. Um I mean, I'm somewhere in between 5 inches and in that. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> damn Steve laying it down
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, okay back to skeletons skeletons and coasts. alright so little background on the record like I said came out in July on July 17th of 2020 on Epitaph Records their second release on Epitaph after they sold out <laughs> Uh one cool thing, I listened to uh a show that Brendan Kelly does with Tim Crisp called Road to the Skeleton Coast, which was a podcast is a podcast that launched in the lead up to this album's release where they like discussed every Lawrence Arms released in great detail leading up to the new album and then of course talked about the, the new album and they recorded this on uh at a studio called Sonic Ranch, which is like an operating like almond ranch in like the desert of western Texas that just has like a bunch of different houses with all different studios and equipment and stuff. Hmm. So they just like had that place to themselves. Um to just, you know, stick around, record a record. Um, which sounds pretty awesome to me. Um let's see. I guess the last bit of background on the record is there is a real place called the Skeleton Coast. Um, which I assume was an inspiration for uh, the record. It is the coast of Namibia. So this place is just, sounds wonderful. It's highly inhospitable. You got sand dunes and gravel pits and a constant heavy surf and just tons of shipwrecks. Um, A good first date place. (laughs) Some of the uh, local people call it the land that God made in anger. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and I believe Portuguese sailors called it the gates of hell. So this is not necessarily the place we are visiting on this album, but perhaps um, inspiration, which makes sense because throughout the record, there's a lot of like nautical whale shit, bones, boats going on. Whale sounds.
0: How do you feel about the whale sounds? Well, get it wasn't. It. On, it, OK. OK, we'll, sorry. We'll
1: um. What do we do now?
0: Well, I feel this one's a little different, because usually we, we give some overall thoughts. I mean, we can still do that. But uh, this is a band we love, and presumably we'll have feelings on this album. But I'm going to assume that they're going to be both relatively positive.
1: Yeah, I would say I I might end up being a bit more mixed than you'd expect. This is not my favorite Lawrence, al- Lawrence Arms album. Um, I will say, concept album, good. Um, I think there are a lot of sweet dick guitar solos on this one, which is really cool. It's not something we've had a lot of in this band's career. Um I also think, especially on some of Brendan's songs, and they've done this in the past a lot where they have songs that are kind of linear that don't have any repeating like hooks or or if there is anything repeated, it's very little. And I think that's always fun. Um but maybe surprisingly to you Andy, it it sure surprised me. I think I lean towards liking the Chris songs on this record more than the, wow. than the Beaks songs.
0: Are you more of a Beaks boy? Typically, I um, I was thinking about this because I was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna have to like say real things and not just rely on Steve." Um, I think mostly I like, I typically like Chris songs more. I think because my impression, it's like I just latch on to things musically that I like a little more. But I do like the I do like the vibes of the Beaks jams because they're just like they're all punk. But Beaks is just
1: he's like urgent, angry, urgent, urgent. I
0: I just like the filth. Sometimes when I want to rock out but take a shower, I listen to a Chris jam. But then when I want to just roll around in the mud, (laughs) I'm like, that's a Beaks bop, if you will. (laughs) Um, But and uh, yeah. I'm with you that this wasn't my favorite Lawrence Arms album, but what I was thinking, listening through, most, mostly up top, is uh, I think like, their sound has been their sound, right? And it's not, I feel it's not as apparent. You know, some bands, their earlier stuff, you'll go, oh, wow, listen to that grit. And then as it goes on, it gets too polished, mm-hmm. and you kind of don't like it <laughs> because... Right. You know, that grit is what drew you in in the first place. And I think they've always just had polished grit. So the earlier stuff, it was more in the technology, you know, or the how they recorded it. It's not that they themselves, their musicality was not polished. So I think it's just done well in maintaining that. Some of the little guitar licky things you're talking about and little solos, I thought sounded more... More clean than usual guitar we're used to hearing, mm-hmm. but I didn't think it
1: fucked with the vibe. So nice. Well, Andy, shall we dig in? Do you want to ride the highway of a skeleton coast? <laughs> I... <laughs> offended by the
0: gestures you just made. I imagine you when you read when you read bedtime stories to your brood you do these little you can't see it but Steve's doing these little gremlin fingers. Spirit fingers are what normal people call them. Oh they're my quiet storm
1: fingers. Track one is called A Quiet Storm.
0: Um Opening statement. Solid Chris track. Um, again, shout out to uh, Genius. Again, they're not paying us yet. They really should. Um, but because it has the little blurb saying, you know, uh, Brendan said, oh, this is a, you know, this is the start of an album.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's like, this my, is the start. line, but in reverse.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is a starter track. And, you know. <laughs> Uh, classic, classic TLA with the, uh, you know, classic punk sound and just Neil bringing that drum and bringing in the drums, just driving it forward.
1: And I agree with all that. I'm like, yeah,
0: this is nice. Yeah,
1: I like the beginning with, like, the minimal, really clean guitars and Chris's vocals. And it kind of, like, it kind of previews the hook, but, like, it's slightly different. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a, it's a good jam. I really like, um, so this band is founded in and based out of Chicago, but they all live in different cities now. Um, and I believe Chris lives in Portland, Oregon. And I just liked the bit, I think it's in the second verse, there's a line, uh, rain of fireworks above the lake, familiar skies of a native place. I read that is you know, thinking about good old times in Chicago. <laughs> then later on, I crackle like a radio wave, remote status in a Western state. And I thought crackling like a radio wave was like such a good way to put that of like kind of being off on your own or isolated or,
0: you know, are you just do you have a lyrics
1: boner? (sighs) It's my thing, Andy. This is what I do.
0: I know, and I I feel like I just need to read more of the classics
1: (laughs) (laughs) because I think these guys are very smart lyrics, like lyricists. But that's one thing I've always liked about them, and I think Brendan's talked about how like they consciously try to like do both like the highbrow lowbrow thing or like they'll cite some whatever fancy pants 18th century russian novelist but then also like make a dick joke in the next breath and i always (laughs) appreciate that because i don't get most of the highfalutin lyrical references to be honest
0: good we're on the same damn page
1: (laughs) i was worried for a moment well well i mean it's good that we're on the same page, but I want to be on the same plane, train, or automobile.
2: It's
0: that sound, man. I dig it. Uh, this was, if you look on the old Wikipedia, it says like this is the uh, the single off the album. Right? Or like one yeah, of I th-
1: I think this was the first track I heard off of it. This or um Quiet Storm, I wanna say. Or last words. Anyway, yeah.
0: Yeah, um I dig it. Um it is not I was gonna say it's not my favorite song on the album, but I don't say that like a diss, like this is just <laughs> a ho hum song. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is this is the fucking Lawrence Arms. I do like that he utilizes this <laughs> and this is kinda like something I think about throughout this whole album when i was listening to it, was just oh brandon how are you how are how are your vocal cords my man because <laughs> <laughs> i'm just imagining you're know, like like 15 years ago when he's doing his stuff like cut
2: it out
0: he's like he has to back away from the mic 20 feet because yeah. he's just screaming and now he he can get up there but he's right on the mic and he doesn't have to belt you know
2: yeah
0: <laughs> um but i do like that he utilizes his his low gravelly voice um as an effect, right? You know, like, he'll drop... At the end of this one in particular, the line he drops low as he's going out. I was like, oh, well, that yeah, was you're sick. Yeah, you're,
1: like, the last line of this... Or, not the last, but, when like, I want to be down there with you. And he holds out that you and then kind of switches to the lower voice. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. He's done that for a while on... His recordings, I think, for the Falcon and the Wandering Birds. So I'm kind of I'm glad to see that coming in here. Um, my main points on the song, I really thought Chris did good work on backing vocals, nice harmonization. Um, and the one line I liked because it just reminded me of like I know Brendan's really into hip hop, and I like the line, uh, "I'm a long time coming, I'm coming along for a hell of a ride." I, that like the way he delivers it, um, it's really cool. That's another thing
0: that I. Have always liked, but since this is like our first time talking about the Lawrence Arms, I'm pointing it out now. But they, they don't put stresses of words and syllables where you think they would go all the time. But they're not weird. It's not like they pull it off. Sometimes you will listen to someone and you think that sounded weird because you didn't. You're not speaking like a person, but you mm-hmm. don't think that with them. You go, that's fucking clever. I do like the one line. They're talking about glances, and he goes like a glance that starts in your heart, then shoots in your pants. <laughs> uh, that that would be the lowbrow we talked about earlier, dude. You know what's also pretty lowbrow? The what? belly of a whale. <laughs> Oh, so how did you feel about the whale sounds because we're talking about a whale, but it's technically in the last track leading into it. The first
1: thing I thought of was, ooh, I am indifferent to okay with it in this case because they're not doing the thing where they say a word in a song and then like immediately follow it with a sound effect. Um and on their most recent release called Metropole, which is also sort of a concept album about like a city, like between some of the tracks there's like little audio recordings of just the sounds you hear in a city so i, I think that and this kind of they work for me to kind of tie the record together
0: it's okay you can just say i'll give the lawrence arms a pass i mean it's fine. for sure i i do give them more a pass to other bands <laughs> <clears throat> what do you think of the song i wrote it was giving me like old calcutta vibes like a, uh like a record player in specific I mm. um, and it specifically uh just the vibe. But I thought it was fine. Uh again, not my
1: like jamming track, but Yeah, my um this one, the chorus, like the hook has never really done it for me. The the belly of the whale with a candle and a pen just repeated over and over. Like something about that's just like awkward. Um, I'm not sure. So uh this one's fine. Did it remind you of your
0: days as a young little puppet boy growing up in the belly of a whale and you're like, ooh, I don't want to relive that. <laughs>
1: Well, and like, what is the bit about like, my lucky day when the tide brings in the new rib cages of the dead young men? Like, what what does that mean? I don't know. It, it, this one, yeah,
0: I don't know. Uh, I thought that was because that's like the the actual skeleton coast, right? Is like because whale bones show yeah, up, yeah, and yeah. like if people die, I guess they also
1: would but, wash ashore. But like, what's he doing with them? Why is it his lucky day? That's weird. Do you, I don't know. Do
0: you you got to make instruments out of whatever you can. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: I um, was five ribs away from a bass guitar. <laughs> well, well, I might just make a rudimentary drum out of this dead man's coat that I found. You can't make a coat out. You can't make a drum out of a coat. Well, the coat mm-hmm. could be like the skit, the head. You stretched it. I'm not saying hey, it'd be a good if, drum, but if
0: it was a leather coat, no. We got to. Your segue has to make sense in every capacity. It, it um, would
1: work. It would
0: work. that wasn't that that wasn't that
1: bad of a segue uh so this one my main takeaway is the bass line is fucking killer on this one i liked the intro with like the neil tom grooves and fills yes neil is very good he's a very good drummer he knows when to like pick his 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 uh moments though he's not flashy i know and i
0: like in his flash they are very flashy i just I think about this, um, like, my favorite song is A Wishful Puppeteer. And then he has this one part when they're transitioning. It's within the second verse-ish. And it's just... It shows off his linear chops. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that is, like, this boy's got hands and feet. And he knows how to use them.
1: (laughs) He's got limb independence
0: he's he, four-way
1: coordination uh, otherwise on this one i throughout this record there's a lot of killer bridges this one has a really good bridge in my opinion um i also like chris's guitar playing is kind of sparse and minimal which i think over the last couple of releases he's been doing more and more like not just bringing that wall of sound but kind of you know giving a little more space to breathe um there was hand clapping going to the bridge which you know i could do without but
0: dude you know who can't clap hands spies and pigeons <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so tired, and
1: bitch, that's what they have in common we found that they have in common
0: i like this one i uh i thought all of like the lyrics were very just clever Because at the beginning, you know, I I, pigeons and spies, and you're like, okay, what is this about? And then, you know, the thing of just these two desperate things, and then this is the commonality, or, Mm -hmm. you know, the random observation I'm going to make, and connecting them. I'm like, that's clever. Or, like, because you know, that one, you're like, okay, this is starting to make sense. And he goes, like you are the dinosaur it's like i'm the ground and i'm like <laughs> it just made me chuckle
1: yeah i actually this is another one that like the verses i like like the kind of herky-jerky nature of the music but the something about either the vocal delivery or the lyrics in in the, the verses just kind of once again never quite worked for me i think i think the reason this is more chris album for me it than a a beaks is i think brendan's do it like trying for a lot of like really ambitious stuff and just for me personally i think some of it doesn't land like this um but i would say i still love the song because the hook and like the bridge outro totally make up for it for me they're very catchy love the lyrics
0: um You don't like the, uh, you are the bombers, I am the moms, not (laughs) sure where the next tragedy falls, all we have in common is that when they die, (laughs) we'll both feel it inside?
1: I like the idea, and to some extent the execution. I think the wording, like, something about it is a bit awkward to me, doesn't quite work. I don't know. Um, Well, are those your last, last (laughs) words on the subject? I'm sorry, I had one more thing on Pigeons and Spies. Jesus! I, I like at the very end so like throughout the song he's been saying like I am the pigeon, you are the spy, I am this you are that and at the end he's just like fuck it in this case I am the me and you are the you. <laughs> yeah, and that is good. And, yeah, I appreciate that. Anyway, please last last words, let's do this thing. When all
2: is said and done Dress to kill um, do, Chris, So there's
0: this one thing that I always thought of every time this starts is, uh, this is out there and it's not going to mean anything to anyone, but there's this one sketch from SNL with Daniel David Harbour. I don't know. Uh, Sheriff Hopper from Stranger Things. And then they, it's just, they're this folk band from the sixties or something. And they just sing this dumb song and it sounds like this. <laughs> so that's all I could think about. But I, I liked it. I thought it was good. What did I write? Um the oh i
1: wish i read the catcher in the rye is what i wrote <laughs> yeah i've never read that either but I, I gather that one of the verses is just straight up uh, about that whatever um i thought the guitar part on like the chorus was cool kind of like the high pitched some sort of effect on it um i also on like the bridge outro i just really liked chris's vocal performance on the the when all is said and done dressed to kill or oblivion part man these are like some
0: new york times music critic level opinions and i'm here for
1: it i love it i mean your opinions are at that level for sure (laughs) um but i'm just a little demon with the (laughs) i'm just the
0: in parentheses demon (laughs) I like, uh, there's, like, this little drum break fill thing that happens, and I was like, is this before a chorus or something? But I was like, that was sick. Um, I really liked that. And then I liked, again, uh, Brendan switching to his, his little mm-hmm. low voice, his low voice,
1: for the last couple of demons. Yeah, to tell us repeatedly that he is indeed the demon. Um, I think this is maybe the sweetest dick guitar solo on the record. That outro solo, it's awesome. Um, otherwise, you know, I just appreciate the lyrics. I, I relate to being a demon. Um, once again, kind of kind of like the last lyric I pointed out, I, I like when he just says at a certain point, I am the garbage can. I am the trash. Like, I want to make it very clear what I think about myself.
0: Well, you know, when... T- these guys are just great lyricists. They're, that probably means they're really good ghostwriters.
1: This one reminded me of like the, the meme from the episode of Family Guy where he's like in the movie theater, and he's like, he's at it, he's said the thing, because Chris drops the Skeleton Coast in um, the first line of the song. Oh. <laughs> I, um... So again, shout out,
0: Genius Lyrics. Um, With reading their explanation of this song is kind of about, you know, in the Lawrence Arms case, being this band that has, they are not huge, but they're not small. And like we were talking about earlier, they have their dedicated fan base and how they're just trying to they're not you know these sad drinking punk kids trying to make it big you know but they're still just writing songs about that era of their lives which has passed i was
1: like this is interesting what a hot take how long can we sing the same old tired songs how long can we tread water
0: yeah i was like ooh are, are
1: you okay are you okay, Chris? Do you know what's funny? I had a note from that same interview for the pre- the demon. Um, Chris said, like, as soon as he heard the demo, he texted Brendan. And was like, bro, you okay? Like, he's <laughs> pretty pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah. um, what did you think about Chris's um, like wolf howling um in the song? Because that's like that's new.
2: It was new,
0: wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, apparently.
1: I think it's growing on me over time.
0: Yeah. Maybe I, again, I've only listened to this album twice with a couple songs, like on a third or fourth, mm-hmm. but all within the last 12 hours.
1: Well, if you don't start showing more dedication to the project, I'm going to show you how to rot. God damn. <laughs> this this song has like maybe the best opening line of like any song ever theoretically fidel was right boy you are not a resistor what, what the what i do like again genius genius lyrics being like
0: though not heavily political on this album this song is obviously political
1: i'm like thank, thank you genius oh i didn't pick up on anything um Kill the cancer. Install another cancer that you think is good enough. No, I don't. No. Yeah. Not making um, me think of any Pennsylvania senators. Oh wait, Delaware senators. Fuck. <laughs> oh man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, thank, thank you. Um, I I may miss very easy things, but I'm not that. St- yeah. I'm not that dense.
1: <laughs> uh, Andy, uh, what is a pirate's favorite letter?
0: What is it? Hold on. It's you. E- think it'd be i but it's the c or you think it'd be r uh, well, but it's the c
1: you think it'd be r but it'd be the c that's in the song you, 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 you yeah remember that part? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay
0: yeah but wasn't that like it was taken from some interview wasn't that like a joke genius I, lyrics was telling me that yeah
1: in that in that podcast i listened to with him like i guess it's just the punchline to a dad joke um oh. with that weird vocal effect that apparently is um, explicitly supposed to be a an outcast reference that's kind of cool. What did you think about that? That was real weird like for for a Lawrence Armstrong.
0: I thought it was yeah, it was different and it came so it was it was jarring but not in a necessarily bad way, but then I liked it cuz it you know, it added layers.
1: Yeah. I I would say I should have mentioned like How to Rot and The Demon. Definitely Gold Stars probably my favorite Brendan tracks. Um yeah, and How to Rot's just so weird with that. That weird outcast section, and there's the the Brandy, you're a fine girl reference, which I hadn't heard that song until today. Preparing for the episode doesn't really do it for me.
0: I was going to say I only knew it because of Guardians of the Galaxy too.
1: Well, I'm not a nerd. Uh, that's that not is, true. I'm not. Absolutely that. false. You're not I'm, a cool I'm, nerd. I'm not a dork, so I don't watch. Yes, comic you book are. Movies.
0: I don't. That doesn't make you sound cool. They're in the
1: vogue now. Do you know what else is in vogue?
0: Okay, what's nah, I... what's in vogue? <laughs> no, finish this. Finish this fucking transition.
1: We are wolves.
0: I, you know, this, this song existed.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where it is for me. It, it's not. There were some cool acoustic guitars layered in to add some texture. I like that. It's not the first time they've shown up on the album. Um, This one's fine. Yeah. Uh, From that interview I read, uh, Chris says, This is an abstract short story loosely about climate change and love in a post-climate disaster world. Sure. I mean, it makes sense upon another reading of the lyrics, but I definitely would not have picked that up on my own. Sounds like this guy watches comic book movies. This is the
0: hill I will die on for the rest of the episode. I'm gonna die on it like a goblin fox hunt. That wasn't good, but here we are. Nice. I like the ending nice. with like the faux train beat, and like you know it's acoustic, so that helps with the feel of that. Yeah, um, get So I really a, like the outro.
1: A bit more of a chilled out Beaks. Um. Yeah. We. Chilled beaks, <laughs> beaks <laughs> on the rocks, if you will. Um, um, I liked the line, and like at first, I kind of thought it was a bit cringy. Um, the you know, all the kids in cages are starting to shout, but nothing is shocking when nothing is new. And I think I, I didn't really catch the second part of it initially. And I was like, oh, okay, like, yes, another liberal talking about kids in cages in the era of Trump when they never talked about it before Trump or after, blah blah blah. Um, but. That I think having the line where he says nothing is shocking when nothing is new um, makes it much more palatable to me the The other lyric I liked was um, okay, two-parter you look like an angel covered in blood and I'm like, ooh, that's like a weird thing to say but I, I really like the following line I sound like a dipshit 90s emo core thug I just <laughs> yeah. love the self-awareness <laughs> of that <It's... laughs> Now I'm going to rewind to when you're giving me a hard time, and I'm going to say, Andy, if you don't behave, you're going to make me lose control. A song by Missy Elliott, and also the Lawrence
2: Arms. Anyway, um,
1: this, um, I initially jotted down that this is like my least favorite track on the album, um, and that might still be the case, but I thought of some things that I do appreciate about it upon further review.
0: So, yeah, I wrote Not a Bad Song. Uh, it It's it's about, is it from the point of view of being a rich person and wanting people to like you and then being like, I don't give a
1: fuck, I'm rich? It's basically the way I read it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, singing from the perspective of the villain, essentially. The villain being the, you know, rich guy that destroyed don't the world. You <laughs> don't you ever say that. Don't you ever say that. I felt like, kind of musically, this one drags a bit. I think it is one of the longer tracks on the album, and it's kind of just, like, a little bit slower.
0: Yeah, this, one of the longer tracks, at a cool two minutes and 15
1: seconds. Nah, it's 2.54. <laughs> it's almost a whole three minutes. Um, So it is interesting. So, like, in Under Paris, uh, Chris said that that one's, like, about a post-climate disaster world. Um, and in this track, uh, the narrator you know, says he watched the oceans drown every city from his penthouse. Um, and, like, it's hinted that he's, like, an oil guy. I appreciated that little tie-in. Are you trying to tell me oil barons are bad people? They're job creators. Um, I also just like the line, I live in cold blood in a house with a thousand doors. I just like the implication that, like, this person even living is a crime. <laughs> like, because normally, like, what what is done in cold blood? Murder, basically wouldn't most murders be done in warm
0: blood I mean unless I guess it was a a reptile committing the (sighs) murder
1: just acknowledge that like that's a cool line that I picked out give Um, me
0: this I will hey don't look at me this next song is called don't look at me I like the Tom groove. Well, I mean, it's like a pretty simple Tom groove, but going into, like, the next phrase of each, uh, well, the next phrase within the verse, Neil will do some nice little tasteful but tastefully Mm. flashy fills.
1: (laughs) Agreed. This one, once again, we got some nice, tasteful... Sparse guitar parts from Chris. Very good, very economical use of the instrument. Um, very fiscal use of the. <laughs> oh, I love fiscal responsibility. Um, I also, I, I generally just like the the chorus, the hook of this song. Don't look at me, baby. And we get another shout out, another quote of the song "Brandy" by Looking Glass. I don't know what the deal is with that song. <laughs> my life, my love, and my lady is the sea. Don't look at me. You ever just sit around rocking a coyote crown? So I totally. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think look at Me was the last track? No!
2: What? I totally.
0: I don't know what I saw because I was like, I had the Spotify, I was working and I had the Spotify just playing on my, like, through my PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So when I was like looking at my TV and so I could write down the track and then listen write shit down. I thought it said Coyote Town. <laughs> and I'm like, they don't say town at all, but they say crown a lot. <laughs> oh, I was like this so is ta- these town of coyotes. <laughs> they got a little coyote mayor. Um I wrote I actually think this is one of my favorite songs on the nice. album. Uh i don't know what it i could not tell you what it is i just liked i liked a lot of just the guitar parts i mean and like Mm -hmm. musically how the the chords they chose to use and the voicings and shit i'm like yeah this i'm like ooh, i didn't expect it to go there but you went there and that sounded really nice um and i just dug it and i liked i think i just liked the, the melodies and shit so
1: i've got a hot take this just sounds like a closing track, you know? <laughs> I fucking hate you so much. No. Um No, this one's cool. Like, I, I do have a question. Like, what is a coyote crown?
0: I don't know. I thought it was a coyote town for the, until now. So <laughs> I mean, Bre-
1: Brendan in that interview I read, I know he didn't write this song, but he's like talking about the image of someone sitting there wearing a coyote skull on their head. And I'm like, have we established that's what a coyote crown is? I don't know. I mean, that's one That's one thing to think about. Um, I appreciated the line. Cassettes were piled high on the coffee table dreams of mine. I found my way here on a crooked line. Don't we all just find our way here on a crooked line, Andy? The circuitous path of life and the decisions we make and the circumstances we find ourselves in.
0: You sound like a shitty drama teacher or a shitty philosophy teacher. (laughs)
1: Adjunct, but you're giving it your all. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm neither of those things. I'm just a shitty guy. Um, finally, this truthfully does sound like a, like a closing track because it's a great guitar solo for the outro. I like how the bass and drums like fade out as the guitar keeps going, and it kind of just gets more and more distorted until it's kind of um, incoherent. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good way to close the album.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I thought so it was just interesting, right? Where we did this uh we did this album for a band that we love, so near and dear to our hearts.
1: Feels good, man. Feels good.
0: Yeah. I you know, I thought it was a good album. Like obviously I think th- this is also one of the bands where it's like with me like I'm, I know you do not feel this way with this particular band, but like a motion city soundtrack where any other album that they put out, I will just add the whole Mm. album to a thing. Even if I'm like, ah, it's not my favorite song. Cause I'm just like, I love the band too much to (laughs) separate this out. Mm -hmm. So obviously I will be listening to this album more. It's all, it's all liked
1: and put on my liked songs. I'm glad to hear that. I was a little worried. I mean, since you hadn't listened to it, um, I know you're not quite as big of a fan as, of this band as I am, even though you still humor me and go to the shows with me, which I appreciate. Um, and, and there's some, like I said, I, I'm a bit more mixed on it than some of their earlier stuff, so I wasn't sure how it would go for you. Glad you liked it.
0: Yeah, man. And I I don't, it's not so much that you are more in, you are, okay, you are 100% more into them than I am, but it's not out of, uh, I don't, I don't really like this band as much so much as i cannot wholly invest myself into anything um do you have any ideas for reading scales how about some coyote crowns or pigeons or
1: <laughs> whale bones um yeah i i'll just read some of my ideas just to see what we like i also had coyote crowns um i had shipwrecks i had looking glasses <laughs> Emo core thugs, <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude. You know what? Let's just go with emo core thugs. Okay. All right.
1: uh Do I rate first?
0: Yeah, hell yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah, you rate first.
1: So I've been struggling with this one. Yeah, I think if I was rating it as a Lawrence Arms album, like on that scale, I might give it a lower score because I think it is more middle of the pack in their in their discography for me especially when you factor in the really obscure cassette underground releases that you you mentioned earlier. Uh, But I think on the rubric (laughs) of all music, I'm going to stick with a four emo core thugs out of five. In a complete bout of originality, I too am
0: going to give it four emo core thugs. I think Um, that's two
1: episodes in a row, isn't it? Didn't we both give Igor four?
0: Yeah, sorry. I just dropped a bag of earrings on the floor. Oh man. I Stepping on was... like five earrings right there.
1: <laughs> I thought it was glass at first. I-, I didn't see what it was. Just a big <laughs> Just old a bag of
2: bag
0: of earrings. <laughs> oh, so yeah, we agreed. We agreed
2: on some albums. <laughs> uh,
1: cool. cool, cool, cool. Um well what else is left to do but um Oh shit. What? Is it me? Do uh, I pick an album? Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. We have to do that still. You're right. Give me okay. an album. Give us homework, Andy.
0: You know, both of these are really good because these are two people that I love, but I don't know. Like, I've never listened to a whole album of theirs. You're recommending oh. an album that you haven't listened to? Wow. I know. What are the odds of that? Um, Get it? Because that's like my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want, do you want like funky or do you want? Funky from Australia. Let's go down under. All right. Your homework is talk tomahawk. Is the album name Talk Tomahawk by Hiatus Coyote. Hiatus more coyotes spelled hiatus, I think, and then coyote k a i y o t e coyote coyote. Okay. Okay.
1: Hades Coyote. Oh, you're in for a treat. Do you want to give a, a quick teaser, or, or is the fact that it's Australian funk enough?
0: Oh, they're like Neo Soul. Like They almost won a Grammy for best R&B song was it like four years ago? Oh, oh, they they almost won? And wow. they got beat out by... Oh, shit. Who did they get beat out by? But it, it was like They all, it was them. It was, they were going to get this, but then they lost to, uh, I almost want to say maybe Childish Gambino. It was Childish Gambino. It was, uh, Redbone. They lost out to Redbone. So
1: nice. Cool. Well, uh, I'm excited to listen to some Neo Soul from my, from everyone's favorite penal colony. Um, Andy, I can either just direct people to show notes for all your socials or go to the show day notes day? yeah but also <laughs> listen to we First and listen to excuse me i have a masters oh, those okay. are andy's other shows they are good andy is a funny man thank can't, you who can't stop podcasting Ah, oh, yeah if only i made money could you imagine <laughs> oh we can start monetizing our listeners pretty soon here don't worry <laughs> No, this is for the love of the art and friendship. Yes, it's to save our relationship. <laughs> All right, Andy. Well, this feels like a podcast yep. sitting on another podcast's shoulders in a trench coat. Which means We're they're done. done. We're done. Okay. Good night, Andy. Good night, everyone. Have some dreams.
2: <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye you a you a my love
1: I'm trying to do some fact checking right now before I say some dumb shit. Let's see...